I would always lean back on like over communicating is usually better than under communicating. The oil and gas industry, the driving engine of the world economy, delivering prosperity, innovation, and abundance across the globe. Here are the stories of its key players, directly from the leaders themselves. This is Bulwark's Oil and Gas Industry Leaders Podcast, where real experiences are passed on from the leaders of today to the leaders of tomorrow. Here is your host, Paige Wilson. Welcome to this week's episode. I'm sitting here in New Orleans, Louisiana, prepping for the International Work Boat Show with my guest, Andy Lash, General Manager, Crude, and LPG at Gemini Motor Transport, and the new host of the Oil and Gas Offshore Podcast here at OGGN. What's going on, man? Oh, we're having a good day out here at the boat show. The boat show. It's like, it reminds me of, hey, you got tickets to the gun show? You like, you know, make muscle (laughs) and all that. So... Yeah. yeah, I walked around earlier. I'm just about to hit 20,000 steps doing laps around that place. So. Just today. Just today. Yeah. Yeah. We just got in thanks to BCD Travel. And before I forget, I just want to give them a huge shout out. They made it possible for all of us to attend the conference with ease. They're OGGN's travel provider of choice. And if you go under the show notes of this episode, you'll see a link for a free cup of coffee on them. Oh, nice. Yeah. I mean, who doesn't who doesn't drink coffee? I don't want to be friends with them. (laughs) (laughs) But BCD Travel, it was super slick, super easy. I mean, I just called them up, said, hey, got to go here, got to go there. And it was done. Got an email, done. Wow. Yeah. 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 That's super easy. So check them out, guys. We appreciate them. Love for you to show them some love as well. And of course, as always, leave me a review in iTunes. I'll stop asking when I get more. Thanks. (laughs) Andy, let's talk about how you got started in oil and gas. I started, I've been in oil and gas for coming up on nine years. I started as a commercial truck driver. Yeah. Yep. I drove a big yellow tanker truck for Loves and for Gemini, and I hauled around gasoline and diesel all around uh, Oklahoma and the Pacific Northwest and Oregon and just hauled gasoline and diesel every day for about two and a half years. So that was, that was kind of when I got into like the refined products and really started getting into the industry. And then from there... We started doing a lot of crude by rail back okay. when back when pr- barrel prices were really really high. That was the kind yeah. of the heyday. So we were moving crude by rail from like North Dakota and Colorado and Utah and a, and a bunch of places. And they needed another manager to to keep that growth going. So they moved me from truck driver over to terminal manager and kind of got into that world there. And that, that was my first exposure to crude oil. The the first time I saw crude oil was standing on top of a fully loaded rail car with the lid open to gauge and measure it and, and check it. And, you know, I was thinking, that's not what crude oil looks like. That's supposed <laughs> to be black and gooey. And it's, you know. what What is this, a cartoon? Yeah. You know? Yeah. So it was good. So been all around North Dakota and Colorado, Wyoming. Eventually moved from Colorado or moved from Oregon to Colorado. I've moved six times now in nine years with the company. So, so I moved from Oregon as a driver to Colorado as a terminal manager. And I ran a crude by rail terminal there and then got into the compliance end of the job and moved to Texas and then uh, oversaw some equipment's co- equipment compliance for our rail loading operations throughout the U.S. and parts of Canada. Okay. So I did that for a few years. 
And then Gemini started their own crude trucking business. So being a truck driver before and having that experience and everything there, we started our own crude trucking business. I got into that, started as a regional manager there, and we rolled and got trucks out in the field and started hauling crude oil to our rail facilities. And and that's kind of been what I've been doing for the last five years now is uh, the crude trucking. We also do LPG trucking and, you know, different for, products there. for people that don't know what LPG is. Yeah, liquefied petroleum gas. So that's going to be propane, butane, isobutane, you know, many different components that would come out of natural gas. Right, right. Yeah, so so when you started off as a truck driver on the West Coast, I've been to California, I think, probably three times. And I've seen those truck drivers trying to drive along those mountains. And holy crap. There's no way. I, I was kind of like already afraid driving in a regular car, much less. I, I can't even imagine. I couldn't wrap. I can't wrap my head around trying to drive a big rig on a plane, much less a mountain. Yeah, I get that question a lot back when I was a driver. Like, how do you drive all day long? I mean, it's just something you do. It's a job. You, you yeah. get the job done. And I used to haul. Not really supposed to talk about how much a truck weighs. It's kind of a safety thing we always tell everybody. But there's a 100,000 pound vehicle. Yeah. gasoline diesel. I mean, that's huge. A normal truck is 80,000 pounds. So out there in Oregon, you can run much bigger equipment and get around the weather because it gets so rough. So when you Yeah, because it rains up there a ton. It rains, it snows. I mean, if you can go, you got to go just yeah. to, to move it because there's times when you just can't, the roads aren't safe enough. So, but yeah, that was, that was a good piece of my career. It was fun for a while, but I, I ended up going from the same loading terminal to the exact same store. <laughs> two to two to three times a day, every day, six days a week for yeah. like a year. And one day I just showed up at the destination and I didn't really realize how I got there. And oh, I, wow. I kind of was like, I got to find something There's else. Time. Like, it's time. I, I could tell you by which mile marker I had to be in wet gear of the truck. And like, it was so routine that it kind of scared me a little bit. And that was like, I got to change it up. I got to, I got to do something else. And that was, luckily it worked out really well. And they, they moved me over to the rail side and everything there. And that was a whole nother learning curve, a whole nother deal there. So, but really fun. Good, good. And so for everybody that doesn't know, we had a contest a couple months ago on who would be the next host for OGGN's Oil and Gas Offshore podcast. And it was a very close, close race, but Andy won Tell everybody about that little process. Yeah, we're, it just worked out really well. It was the right place, right time kind of thing for me. The story, I'm from California originally. I, li- I was living in Texas. I now live in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. I'm sorry. Um, yeah. I'm sorry. Oh, I, I like <laughs> I like Oklahoma City better than Houston. I've really liked it so far. but um, I'm just giving you credit. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people do. Texans are diehard about Texas. So I understand. I understand. So I was flying to California for vacation and I was listening to the Oil and Gas This Week podcast. Right. And Mark announced the contest while I'm on the plane. I'm listening to it. And I'm like, oh, I could do that. I could try that. And I've been making YouTube videos for uh, several years now for my my day job, if that's what you want to call it, around crew trucking operations and, tr- and trucking operations. So I, ha- I have I have hours and hours of footage and, and all this kind of stuff. And I'm like, oh, I can make a video. So I was on vacation, so I had time. I don't always have time. 
if you ever watched the video, there's like that's my in-laws pool in the yeah, background. Yeah, I was wondering. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, that looks like paradise. Yeah, it's, it's it's great. Yeah, so that's their pool. That's their backyard. That's me on vacation in California, and I just had time. And luckily, I actually had my backup drive of all my footage. So I could like pick and choose and, and find everything. And I just took a few hours and threw that video together on vacation and uploaded it and it worked out. Yeah, it worked out very well. And um, yeah. welcome on board with everything. Yeah, it's been fun. Yeah. It's been real fun. Yeah. So you're actually, we're having your hard launch party here at the boat show. Absolutely. Yeah. We're going to get the oil and gas offshore podcast out to the masses, if you will. I've been selling it, you know. Telling everybody about it today, walking around booths, looking for show guests, looking for people to interview, looking for people that can check out and share the podcast with other industry professionals and just get it out there. Yeah. And you're also recording two live podcasts tomorrow, right? With Correct. Tidewater, your sponsor. Correct. And Correct. Uh, I think Mark's going to be on some of those, right? Yeah, I welcome him being there. I, we haven't talked about a whole lot of that stuff, but... I'm, I'm just here to interview, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I'm here for you. <laughs> yeah. No, we're we're we'll put it together. I think you'll be on there and the show is awesome. Like I said, I walked around there today and there's a ton of people, there's a ton of stuff going on. So we should have a good audience stopping by the booth and it'll be really fun. Yeah, yeah. So now that we've already covered your current roles and everything, if you had a piece of advice to give our audience, what would it be? So I would always lean back on like over communicating is usually better than under communicating. I can see that. You know, don't just assume that that person is is thinking the same way that you're thinking. Like my brain I know works way different than many other people. That's good sometimes, that's bad sometimes. So, you know, I have to really check myself, think about how did I write that email? Did I paint a solid picture did and that's something that I do a lot I coach a lot of the team around me every day is you know if you're gonna send say something like an email paint the whole picture don't leave out the parts that you know because you you're starting the conversation put it all there and then usually you can prevent the 20 email back and forth kind of deal that that we all get into in today's day and age and it's painful. I can't, I can't even begin to tell you. Yeah, no, I, yeah. And I know you understand just the same, but yeah. Yeah. Especially in the compliance part. So. Yeah. I mean, anything, anything that you're trying to communicate, I mean, just be clear, be concise, you know, paint a full picture. That's probably the best way I can do it. And and then also, you know, have some empathy with it. Know that your counterpart is probably not communicating a hundred percent. So, you know, they're going to have goals. They're going to have motivators. They're going to have things that are driving them. And you got to think about that as well. You, they might not be clearly written in the email that says, I don't want to do this job. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do this. And kind of think through that and, you know, don't jump to conclusions when you are communicating with everybody. Yeah. Okay. Which book has influenced you the most and, and why? So I don't read a lot of books. Okay. So you're like me. <laughs> I'm not good. I do not have the attention span to sit down and read a book. If I try, I think it just puts me to sleep. But what I do get what in my eyes, much of the same kind of information is, is through podcasts. I mean, in my audition video or contest video, if you will, I, one of the things I put on there, I'm a, I'm a podcast fan first and fo- foremost, right? I think it's an efficient means of communication and 
that's where I get a lot of information. That's that's what replaces books, if you will, you know. Well, not only that, you can listen to it while you're doing something else that doesn't take a lot of thought, like mowing the lawn, working out, driving. So, yeah, I totally, totally get you on that. Yeah, a lot of oil and gas this week has gotten my mo- my lawn mowed. For sure, I've gotten that. Uh, a lot of long drives from Houston to yeah. Pecos, Texas. Is, yeah. Oh, Pecos. Oh, Pecos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All that fun stuff in West Texas. Yeah. Plenty of podcasts have made that those drives much more tolerable and much more useful. Right. It's not just music. It's teaching you something. It's using your mind. It's it's keeping the brain juices going without it being too complicated. Yeah. It's funny sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes. Sometimes. Sometimes like, why'd you say that? <laughs> You're so silly. <laughs> what would you say is your most used business tool? Unfortunately, I, the simplest one would be my cell phone. It's just like many people today, I'm glued to that thing. You know, I, I'm stuck on it for good or for bad. And then... And then you have this thing around your, your wrist that also yeah, connects you I to it. I have the Apple Watch that tells me all the all the dings and chimes and whistles that go off on my phone and so i not only am attached to it i sign up for a full-on leash yep. uh, on my wrist <laughs> but it's it's super helpful it keeps you connected i mean you can't keep up if you're not fully connected all the time i mean there's a horrible part to that where we're all on 24 7 and we're all go 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 you know day night whatever but and you do have to find that balance to disconnect a little bit and distance yourself and kind of have real restraint and you know guidelines and things like that. But but the world is what it is. If you want to keep up, if you want to be in the professional realm today, you, you got to go. You got to keep up. You got to got to get it done. And that's that's a vital tool for good or for bad. Yeah, I agree. And as an introvert, I just you know I have to shut it off. And if I if I don't, it's not going to end up being good. I think second. Second for me personally has been video and the podcast before I even auditioned for the OGGN or anything. I mean, like I mentioned, I had YouTube. Yeah. So we're trying to find different means of communication. You know, I go back to kind of my best piece of advice on clear communication. You know, I don't just stick to an email. Don't just stick to a photo. You know, technology, cell phones even have made a video have made audio recording, have made so many other things so easy to do. Oh, yeah. That's actually what Mark LaCour uses to shoot all of his video. He uses his phone. Yeah. And it tells a better picture than just an email or just a text message or whatever. So you can capture more info faster, clearer, and get that delivered. So, you know, I I was kind of doing a podcast internally for for my job to my direct report team and going through reports and going through things things that I could have sent in an email. But instead, I took 20 minutes on a, my Friday. I would basically read through my reports and record it and then send that out to the team internally. So instead of them all having to go in, read all the same reports that I just went through, I just took my time reviewing, captured it on a file, on an audio file, and sent it out. And that saves them time. It saves you time from sitting down, typing it all after yeah. you've read it, yeah, that's yeah. awesome. And and it would also, I mean, just for me, I, I am creatively driven. I, I like, I have to have some kind of creative outlet. I have to have something to, to do there. So, you know, I started as just, 
Hey, I'm reading the revenue report. I'm reading the max. And then eventually I had an intro file and I had background music and I was doing like <laughs> full on audio, like, you know, adjustments and, you know, I was doing the whole thing and, and like producing it. You know, I, I was recording some of our semi trucks, the intro files, like the door slamming and the truck starting and like all this stuff. And, you know, it's kind of cheesy now that I think about it, but it was fun. And, and my team kind of got a kick out of it that it wasn't just an email to read. It was something even for a, sp- a second for them to laugh, chuckle about. It did make them feel like it was work. Yeah. And they could do it while they were driving or mowing the lawn or whatever, because, you know, it's, you're just listening to it, you know. And then and the other thing, too, where I was going with that and branching out, too, is I manage truck drivers. Yeah. Right? So trying to send somebody that drives for a living, it's not really the safest plan to send them written communication. Yeah, no, I agree. But I don't think anybody in the industry would argue that listening to the radio is unsafe for a driver, right? It's not a distraction. If anything, it might keep your mind focused. So that was kind of where I was eventually going with that. And to go from just my management team to like the whole driver team. So now they're getting information delivered to their truck, five, 10 minutes, keeps them thinking about safety, keeps them thinking about, you know, what's going on, you know, whatever it is, but we're communicating to them and we're not taking their time outside of the truck, you know, cause that's valuable to them, Yeah, you know, so they're able to keep up while they're doing their core duties and it just keep, keeps things more efficient, keeps better communication and keeps them up to speed. So excellent. Yeah. It's been really good. You're a good manager. Thanks. <laughs> I try. <laughs> Who's your most respected competitor? Justin Gauthier. Oh. <laughs> the, uh, From the Onshore podcast? Yeah, the Onshore podcast. <laughs> is this, is, is this going to turn into a war? No. Battle, I, battle I wish. Of the podcast he's got a way our... sicker beard than I do. I don't have a that beard. That is true. That is true. And he's, he was Canadian. Now he's an American citizen, but he's, you know, <laughs> he's got one-ups on me all across the board. <laughs> so I'll call him out, but you know, it's not going to go anywhere. <laughs> oh, he's too nice anyway. Yeah. No, he, he was the first one that like helped me. I think on one of the first like OGGN conference, like our bi-weekly call. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was yeah. like, hey, can I get a list of people you guys have already all interviewed? And everybody's like, crickets. And he's like, oh, I got one. And he sent it right over. I was like, oh, sweet. Right? Oh, I yeah. must not have been on that call. I don't remember. Maybe I. So remind me to do that later. Yeah. I mean, I just didn't want to like re-interview people that have already been interviewed. Although right. that works. Well, I mean, I have, I, have, I have a couple. Yeah. So I have like, you know. Like 83, yeah. I think. <laughs> I think. I'm not sure. Um, what's your most important lesson learned? Hmm. Lesson learned, don't jump to conclusions, probably. You know? Yeah. Don't just assume the answer. That other person or, or that situation might not be handled exactly how you think it's going to be handled. You right. Know? So if you come in and, and you just assume that it's going to work out as ABC and it turns out to be XYZ. Your expectations can be lost or not met or you can just cause others, you know, other issues. So it, sometimes it's really good to just slow down a little bit. Yeah. Especially since we live such fast paced lives, we are connected all the time, you know, to take a second, reread that email before you send it, you know, think through it a little bit more. Sometimes it's okay to sleep on it. Yep. Totally. You know, I think I heard a good quote. I don't know who said it, probably somebody famous, but it was like, only a dumb man can't change his mind. Okay. 
right? So if somebody brings a valid argument to you, you shouldn't have too much pride to think, oh, I was wrong. I guess I can change my mind. You know, so to really think about it, like that kind of, you know, speaks to me a lot to think, okay, slow down. Don't just assume I know everything. Don't just say I know the answer. Don't cut people off. Don't push too hard. Give them a minute. And then maybe you you end up getting a different answer than what you expected, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So there is a question you don't know about, because I know you've listened to the show so many times, but why is your role now important to the future of oil and gas? I think I really, truly do everything I can to take safety seriously Mm -hmm. and have a very positive image for the industry. Truck drivers as a whole don't always have a best of image to the public, right? So the YouTube videos, the just keeping myself with a professional appearance, trying to do stuff that will help the industry image. A lot of what the OGGN does, trying to get the good news out about the oil and gas sector, trying to support the good things, trying to talk about you know the benefits that we offer the public in different areas of the world and, and prosperity and you know and just trying to be a part of that, not being you know a negative thing or, or not only that i think i think just being a genuine just going this is what i believe in right you know i mean you see that all over the internet this is my opinion this is my opinion this is my opinion well this isn't necessarily your full-blown opinion but you're capturing you know you, you come from working onshore and doing you know midstream so you you're aware of what's happening in offshore but you kind of have a, a smaller blind eye to what really happens so and i've listened to some of your shows and you've asked just incredible questions and you really pull that out of people when they're they're trying to tell their story yeah thanks i mean i'm trying to learn you know i'm just i'm trying to learn i'm trying to you know i've said in the show a couple times i'm not bashful about saying i don't know anything about offshore i know onshore pretty well i know logistics really well i know trucking i know that really well offshore is a whole new world and it's a tough world too because you don't, most people don't see it. The only time you see it is when there is a big, huge, you know, event and the news covers it and you have things, you know, super negative events that they happen. Those events are there, but you don't see it day to day. You only see that huge negative image. And, you know, there is good stuff going on there. It Everything we buy came on a ship. You know, everything we buy came on a truck, everything, you know, and and people don't realize that or think about it and it gets dismissed super quickly. So just trying to bring that back into perspective, I think is is something that drives me and something that I think I can offer, be it the oil and gas sector or offshore sector or, you know, everything going on between there. Yeah. Yeah. And you're right. You know, people, a lot of people only want to hear the negative. And, and that's why I'm so grat- proud of our group is we all come together and, you know, all these major companies that should have been going, hey, no, this is what this is really about. I'm not going to mention any super major names, but that's what they should be doing. And so that's why I stand with the rest of you guys and totally on board with that. So, yeah, that's awesome. So what's your favorite podcast? I have a few. I mean, there's the classics, you know, you got Joe Rogan. Right. Good. Right. Some I have to just skip right over. It gets a little too crazy for me, but there's some really good stuff on there. I really like everything coming from the OGGN, of course. I've listened to Oil and Gas this week 
That was that was probably the first podcast that I really listened to. Me too, actually. It, it was it was truly I needed industry news, but I don't want to read a book and I don't want to read the newspaper. And I thought, well, let's try see if there's a podcast about oil and gas, you know, work. You know, and and there it was and and I started listening to it and, and How long ago was that? Years ago. So you were probably one of the first listeners like yeah, I was. I've been listening for for several years, yeah. 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 And then from there, just branching out. And then I find myself listening. I like to grow. I like to learn things. You know, I don't, I don't really get into too much of like the, the just entertainment podcast, you know, like the comedy or the stories or any of that stuff. But there's a, there's a podcast that that I have really liked, which is called work-life balance. It's actually put out by NPR, which is an odd, you know, probably not my normal uh, news outlet, (laughs) but I just really like the podcast. It's got a super cool kind of production to it. It's it's structured really well. And they do like seasons. So all of a sudden you'll just boom. They don't have anything. He had like one season. It was like eight, ten episodes. And he didn't go for like a whole year. And then all of a sudden a whole new season popped out. And they're heavily produced, but very, very good. You're very concise. Another one is the Craig Groeschel Leadership Podcast. Hmm. He's the lead pastor of life church in, okay. in oklahoma city okay he has a just a leadership it's it's not you know related to the church necessarily or not but he has a leadership podcast and he does it i think once a month every month it is no longer than i think 15 minutes or something like that like he locks it down to 15 minutes and it's like every single word he says is like boom 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 like it's it's been cut and diced in place so like every minute it's just just jam packed. Yeah. And it's really good if you're in management, if you're in any type of leadership. It's a it's a fantastic podcast. Would it be okay if I listen to it? Because yeah. if I interview leaders. Absolutely. Yeah, it's great. Okay. It's it's all kinds of different insights, you know, ways to think about staff management or leading a team, or I mean, it touches so many different things. So it's it's a fantastic podcast. Those are the ones that stand out to me when I roll through my phone and kind of look at what I've been listening to. And those are those are all really Real consistent <laughs> listens for me, for sure. <laughs> awesome. So thanks for joining me again. Congratulations on your launch. And if Thank people you. want to reach out to you and or get to know about Gemini and your podcast, how can they go about doing that? My emails are real easy. It's andy.lash at loves.com mm-hmm. or andy.lash at com. Perfect. So either of those are real easy. And you then can, I can put your LinkedIn. Yep. LinkedIn, you can type my name into YouTube. You can find my find my videos on YouTube real quick and easy. And then, of course, the oilandgasoffshore.com yeah. would be the link for the show. And check it out. Leave me a review. And maybe I'll read it on the I air. I left you a review. <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> I'm not going to read that one on the air. Though. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Dang. That's okay. All right. So that concludes this episode. So just remember, it's up to you to open the next door. Now here's Events on Deck. Hey guys, Alex here with the Events on Deck for December. We'll be having two OGGN happy hours to kick off 2020. One will be in January in Houston. We have not announced the date yet, but we'll get back with you guys soon on that. And we will be having our first happy hour in Pittsburgh in February 2020, also with the date coming soon. So stay tuned on those. Upcoming events include... The Bells of Houston, a masquerade, unmasking the stigma of PTSD. This will take place on December 5th in Houston. 
The Latin America Oil and Gas Summit is December 5th and 6th in Uruguay. The API Energy Houston Chapter General Meeting will be held on December 11th, 2019 in Houston. The Wildcatters Ball is taking place on February 7th, 2020 in Houston. And lastly, the IPAA Leaders Industry Luncheon will be held on December 11th in Houston. That's all of the events for this month, guys. Be sure to tune in at the beginning of January to see what's happening then. Tune in next week for another intriguing episode of Bulwark's Oil and Gas Industry Leaders podcast, a production of the Oil and Gas Global Network. Learn more at oilandgasindustryleaders.com.